1: In today's message, I'm going to share some dreams I've had from 2016 that I think might help us understand some of the things we'll see in 2017. This is Praying Medic, and we are going to talk about what 2017 has in store for us. I wish that I could tell you that I think 2017 is going to be an easier year, but I don't know that that's actually true. 2017, I think, is going to be a very interesting year, but we're going to see some advances in a lot of different areas that I think are going to help a lot of us walk in greater levels of power and authority. I think we're going to see some breakthroughs in healing, particularly emotional healing. What I plan to do tonight is give you a rundown on some things that I think we may see coming up in 2017 and beyond. A lot of this stuff may not happen for two or three or five or six or ten years. I do have a lot of prophetic dreams, and I pay very close attention to my dreams. I think everyone should pay attention to their dreams. The more you pay attention to your dreams, the more you steward your dreams and pray into them, the more revelation God will give you about the future, about yourself, about your circle of influence through your dreams. I think we should all pay attention to our dreams. I pay attention to mine. I love my dreams. Um, I I journal all my dreams, I write them down on note cards whenever I can, and then I transfer them into a Word document. And I've been doing that for about uh, eight years now. I'm going to give you some suggestions real quick before I get into my dreams and what I think we're going to see in the future. Prophetic revelation comes in a variety of different flavors. I, I have learned over the years that not every dream is from God, and not every dream is from your soul. Some dreams are from the enemy. So you have, to, you have to learn to discern the origin of dreams. I used to have a lot of dreams from the enemy. I don't have very many uh, anymore. I have a, really ignored a lot of those dreams and prayed against them. And as I do that, my, the dreams that I get from the enemy have dropped off to almost none. I don't have dreams every night, but I have dreams most nights. Some nights I have two dreams. Although it's true that most of the dreams that you have concern you. As you grow in spiritual maturity, as a child of God, you will start to have dreams that are not just about you, but about your sphere of influence, about people around you, about your local church body. You may eventually have dreams about your region, territory, or your nation. I've had some dreams about our nation uh, this last year. I'm going to share those with you. Dreams from God are not always revelation that God wants to come to pass. Some dreams that we have are dreams about what God wants to come to pass. Some are dreams about what the enemy wants to come to pass. And I think that's a mistake that some people make in interpreting the revelation they receive. is They see these you know, volcanoes and earthquakes and all kinds of terrible things and think, oh, that's what God wants to do when sometimes it's actually what the enemy wants to do. Uh, it's important to rightly interpret revelation that you receive from the Lord. So, I'm going to ask you, if there's anything that you hear tonight, in the dreams that I, I share and what we talk about, pray into those dreams that they would come to pass. When the Lord gives us revelation, prophetic revelation, He wants us to pray into it. If it's something that looks like a plan of the enemy, He wants us to pray against it and take action to stop it. If it's something that he wants to come to pass, we pray into it, and we do whatever we can in our sphere of influence to help that come to pass. That's it's just some basic things that we can do to co-labor with God when it comes to prophetic revelation. I'm going to go back a little ways into last year and talk about some dreams that I had at the end of 2015, because I think... You'll find them interesting. I've got a couple of dreams from October of 2015. In this first dream from October 8th of 2015, political leaders were having a difficult time doing their jobs. This is just something that I saw in my dream. In most of my dreams, I'm an observer. I'm just watching things as they happen. I'm like a fly on the wall. So in this dream, I observed political leaders were having a difficult time doing their jobs. There was something wrong with how their authority worked. Something was undermining their authority or weakening their authority. Religious leaders were having the same problem. Their authority wasn't working properly either. So there was something at work that was undermining the authority of both political and spiritual leaders. Now, in the dream, me and a few of my friends began fixing what was wrong so that these leaders could properly use their authority. And what do you think we did? Well, we probably prayed, right? So we probably prayed a little bit. And the other thing that I do is I try to teach people whatever I can on the heart of God and the kingdom. And that's how I labor with God. When he gives me a dream, I take it seriously and I think, okay, well, we need this system to work. So let's work with God, pray, and teach people how to properly use authority and power. So, October 10th, 2015, I had a lot of short dreams about using video in social media in some very creative ways. This is something that I actually had a discussion with Sid Roth about when I went on the Sid Roth uh, It's Supernatural show. Now, Lisa Perna, you need to listen up here, okay, because this is a message for you and all of you other entrepreneurs out there who want to get your podcast going and your, your, your broadcast networks. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But when I was talking to Sid Roth, Sid told me, he said, look, the technology for broadcast media is changing so rapidly, it's hard to keep up with it. He said, if you have two iPhones and an app that joins the videos together together, You can take two iPhones, put them on tripods on your desktop. You can sync those videos together and you can do your own broadcast. You can do news updates, you can do prophetic updates, and it streams in high def. It's as good a quality as you can get, and you can do it with smartphones. I had another dream this year about an increase in technology and devices that are going to be used in the coming years by average people like you and me, to create networks, uh, broadcast networks, video networks. Video is, video is the thing of the future. Um, I, I'm trying to get hip to better use of video. One way that we can expand the kingdom and get the message out is to learn how to use things like video on social media in ways that no one's thought of doing it yet. That's one of the things I'm trying to do. And it's one of the things you need to think about and pray into because God wants to take greater territory, and social media is the way He's going to do it, and He's going to do it through things like video and new apps, new software, and new technology devices. All right, eleven nineteen of last year, two thousand fifteen, I had a dream about writing in the aftermath of a a wave of technological improvements that completely changed the way in which people wrote. So what happened was a wave of new technology came along and completely transformed the way in which people write and communicate. And I was writing in the aftermath of those technological changes. Now what I just said was there are some major technological changes that are coming along in the next year or two. And we have got to be hip. And we have to understand what's going on. And we have to use this to our advantage. Seneca Sherbin wrote a little blog post a couple days ago about how Christians tend to be way behind the curve on technology. Our websites look crappy. Our technology is crappy. Our sound is crappy. Our video is crappy. We tend to have very cheesy technology in the things that we do. And there's no reason for that. We have access to all the power, all the knowledge, all the wisdom of God, of the universe. God has given it to us. Why are we... In the, in the, on the back of the bus two years, three, five years behind everybody else. It shouldn't be that way. God is, is I think he's encouraging us to step it up and get hip to the new technology that's coming out and start using it. I'm going to have to do that. I'm a writer and I have had dreams where completely new writing technology, I had a dream where I was reading a, a, an e-book on a reader device and I, re- I realized as I was reading this book I could press a button and change the main character's romance life. I could change the plot. I could change different things in the book by pushing a button. These are technologies that are coming out that are going to totally revamp the way things are done. And we have to understand what God is doing with this stuff. Another dream from December eleventh, two 2015. I was working on a project that had to do with the Second Amendment. I was trying to shorten up the wording in a block of text that asked if people wanted to surrender their weapons or not. Now, I've, I've always been a pacifist most of my life, and I was never interested in guns, never wanted to own a gun, wasn't interested in any of that stuff. But in the last few years, the Lord has given me some dreams that have forced me to change my perspective on things like, like weapons and, and handguns. Um, in this particular dream, I was writing a questionnaire ask people if they wanted to keep their weapons or not here in the US. The political landscape is changing and I think that dream is simply a revelation of the, the fact that people's views on self-defense are changing and I don't want to get too politically into this whole situation. People have, have their, their beliefs and their views. I would simply encourage you to ask the Lord if you have a view on self-defense and pacifism and guns that is consistent with his view. I'm going to leave it at that. Next dream was a couple of nights later, December 14th, 2015. I was with a group of soldiers. We were in a remote location. Uh, An aircraft was there, and the aircraft was our way out. Another group of soldiers from our side showed up, and they boarded the aircraft. I thought there would be no room for us. I remember in the dream, I got kind of discouraged because it was a small aircraft, and there was only room for a a small number of people. And these guys showed up, and they got on the aircraft, and I was thinking, wow, we're not going to get out of here. So I thought there would be no room for us, but I got inside the airplane, and I looked around and noticed there were plenty of seats. From the outside, the aircraft looked like a fighter, but from the inside, it looked like a passenger jet. That dream, to me, is interesting because it it portrays a couple of different things. And I think spiritually, at least the dreams that I have, where it talks about military conflicts and, and battle and warfare, most of the time it's talking about spiritual warfare. It's talking about spiritual tactics and strategies. It's talking about spiritual weaponry. So in this dream, there's a team of us, maybe different local church bodies, and we are competing against each other, thinking, "Oh, there is an aircraft. That's our way out. We got to go to our next destination, our next mission." And that's my aircraft. No, that's my aircraft. No, we got here first. No, no, get out of there. That's our aircraft, you know. And sometimes we get a little too competitive. From the outside perspective, it looked as if if they got in the aircraft, we weren't getting in. We were, we were out. And in reality. In spiritual warfare, we all fight together as soldiers in the Lord's army. We're all in one team. We're all together. We're on the same side. And there is room inside for all of us. Even though our primary mission is fighting against the kingdom of darkness in a military engagement, in the aircraft, plenty of room for everybody. There's plenty of room. We can recruit more soldiers. They can have seats wherever they want to. There's plenty of room on the inside. So... We need to get more people inside that aircraft who are going to be soldiers fighting for the Lord. Uh, This one is from December 21st of last year, 2015. Um, In the dream, I saw a couple of my friends. One of them is AJ, and his wife was in the dream too. AJ is a poet. They were waiting at a restaurant for a meal, and in the dream, I saw a lot of people waiting at different restaurants, waiting for their meals. In the dream... I could tell that some of them were waiting for the wrong thing. And I could see that most of them wouldn't need to wait at all if they went somewhere else. The problem was, they were in the wrong place. And in the dream, I knew if they went somewhere else, that rapid growth and success would come as soon as they went to the right place. Because a lot of us, a lot of believers, we are either in the wrong place spiritually, in the wrong congregation, connected to the wrong people, connected to and doing things that are not actually our assignment, and we're waiting for what we think is the opportunity. But in fact, we're waiting for the wrong opportunity. What the Lord wants us to know is, if you just look around for the right opportunity in the right place, you don't have to wait. The opportunity is there. It's waiting for you. What I would say based on that is, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you have been waiting for a long time for something to come about, consider the possibility that you're waiting for the wrong thing. Look around and look for another opportunity. So, take that in prayer. My dreams throughout the year are fairly interesting. My dreams in December are always the most amazing dreams. At the end of the year, the Lord tends to ramp up the criticality. He generally dials up the, the importance of the dreams that I have. So in December, I always pay a lot of attention to my dreams. And these are the dreams that I had last December. This one was December 23rd of last year, 2015. It was a long dream about a guy who created a website dedicated to promoting the knowledge of gun safety. He put together videos that debunked myths and misconceptions about crime and gun use. Again, here's the Lord talking about crimes and gun use and the Second Amendment. I said, this is a subject I don't have a lot of dreams about, but every once in a while, the Lord will just give me one of these dreams, and I I know that a lot of times these dreams have reference to me, but... This is an issue that's on the Lord's heart. These, these are just things that the Lord talks to me about. I have not put together a website on weapons and, and, and gun uh, information and education. Someday, maybe I will, if I, if I learn more. I, I don't feel like I know enough right now to do anything like that. But it's just an example of the kind of revelation that God will speak to you about. And it's possible this dream is symbolic. It, it's possible. Many of the dreams that I have especially when they involve putting on together websites, most of those are literal dreams. The Lord gives me a lot more literal dreams than he gives most people. A lot of people have only symbolic dreams. I have a lot of literal dreams for some reason. And by the way, Donald Trump has already said he is looking at potentially asking Congress to pass legislation that would create a national concealed carry permit so that people could conceal carry in all 50 states of the United States without having to go state to state where some states allow, some states don't. He has said that he's, he's pursuing the possibility of having a, conce- a national concealed carry permit that would be good in every state. That is something that you guys need to pray about. There are, there are going to be many changes in the laws coming up in the next four years. And those are things you need to be praying about, things you need to be asking the Lord about and being knowledgeable about. All right. Going to a different subject, but still in December of last year. So this one was December 29th, 2015. Uh, I saw an online medical system that did assessment and treatment, and it was given a much needed update and improved options. So, an online medical system that provides healthcare assessment and treatment for people got a serious upgrade that was much needed. Is that dream looking at Obamacare and the revamp and the retooling of our health care system? Possibly. Well, here's the deal. If Obamacare is toast. Uh, most of the insurance companies that are involved in the healthcare exchanges in Obamacare are pulling out. Obamacare is going to collapse one way or the other. Uh, one of the Trump's priorities in the first 100 days is to get a system of health care that is going to replace uh, Obamacare. And as a as a healthcare provider, we need something that works better. So, something to pray into. Alright, this one is just for fun. To give you a look at some of the personal ways that Lord speaks to me about my life. I'm just going to share this dream with you. This was January 12th of this year. I saw a person in this dream and they lived in such a way that they viewed their entire life through an objective lens. They assessed their strengths, their weaknesses, abilities, relationships, their knowledge, and every other aspect of their life realistically, without excuses, without blaming, and without being self-deceived about who they were and where they were at. That is a, a little more edgy than the kind of revelation the Lord typically gives me, but I get a lot of dreams about things of that nature. Where the Lord is basically saying, look, if you, want to be, if you want to be a man after my own heart, you need to be the kind of person who looks at himself realistically, objectively, without biases, without self-deception. Know your own strengths, know your weaknesses, know the areas that you're good in, the areas you need to improve in. I would recommend to everyone that you become that kind of person. There's one thing that he really wants is he wants transparency. He wants us to come to him just as we are. Not with facades, not with fake images, not with... He wants the real us. And the real person that we are on the inside can be transformed, but only when we get real about who we are. So, I I like those kind of dreams. All right. This one's just for fun, too. January twenty sixth, 2016. In this dream, I saw people. They were protesting against some kind of oppression that they perceived. But the oppression was actually had to do with the way in which they were created. So people were protesting, not knowing that they were protesting the very way in which they were created. And there have been a lot of protests this year. And some of those protests have probably been a little bit goofy. But I think the Lord is kind of pointing out to people the foolishness of some of their protests. It's not good to protest against the way you were made. Just deal with it and and get on with it. Uh, All right, Uh, February 8th, 2016. Here's a healing dream, and I have a lot of these, and I'll share several of them with you. In this dream, it was about a time in society, and I think it was probably in the future, where a normally fatal problem, like a chromosomal abnormality, would be fixed and the person would live normally. Something that is not done routinely right now. The Lord basically showed me a a technological advance Or a spiritual advance, or maybe a new way to pray, or a new breakthrough in healing, where a normally fatal condition would not be fatal, that the person would live normally. We all know people who need those kind of miracles. So, something to pray into. A lot of you have heard the podcast that I did with Daniel Duvall going down the rabbit hole. What you don't know is the night that I did the podcast with him, I had a dream. And I'm going to tell you about the dream. In the dream, I somehow managed to assemble, unintentionally, a template that could be used to guard against a system of attack. The template was like a printed circuit board, in that it had several components that worked together, but it was more elegantly designed than a printed circuit board. The system it protected was like a computer system or a database, So this system that I developed protected information and and data. One person noticed that it was effective as a shield against attack. So we tried to engineer a better version of it. But the one that we came up with intentionally was no better than the one I invented accidentally. All right, so I somehow accidentally invented a system of protection against attack. The day that I had my podcast with Dan Duvall, I had this dream, same night. That podcast rocked a lot of people, and there was a lot of very good exchange of information where Daniel and I shared some of our common experiences and some of our diverse experiences. He's seen and done things I've never heard of before. I suspect that the Lord is bringing to us some changes and some systems and some strategies of combining revelation and ways of doing things that are going to be much more effective than the stuff that we've done in the past. Uh, But, interesting dream. Moving on. This is a dream I had on February 20th of 2016. It was a dream about that I had developed an innovative way to evaluate people's mental health. And this is something the Lord has given me a lot of dreams about this year, about dealing with mental health issues, assessing and treating things like depression and bipolar and schizophrenia in assessing it and treating it in ways that we've never thought of before. That is something that the Lord is so big on right now. In 2017, this is going to be a huge issue. We are learning a lot more. And... As we experience and as we share and as we grow, we're going to come up with a lot more simple yet effective ways to treat mental illness. Um, so that's something to pray into. Next dream, March twenty second, 2016. People were recategorizing the work that they did and it had something to do with how they were taxed. So, a change in the tax laws is coming. One of the things that Donald Trump ran on was a total revamp of the tax laws. I don't know how long it's going to take Congress to change the tax laws, but it's coming. I anticipate that the tax laws will create a much better environment for people who are in business. Uh, but also personal taxes, I think, are going to be a whole lot better. Something to look forward to and something to pray into. All right. March 28, 2016. In this dream, I saw people with mobile phones. And they were using them for a brand new purpose. I was with a group of people who used them as a way to communicate with a large audience. Now what I said earlier is there are technological advances that are coming out that are going to give us the ability to communicate with a large audience of people like we have never done before. We need to stay on the cutting edge of what God is doing with that stuff. April 21st, 2016. In this dream, I saw a reshuffling of political leaders and Donald Trump was involved in the reshuffling of the leaders. Now, we know that what happened in the election. The Lord had started giving me dreams about Trump back in December of last year. Um, here's the deal. I was not a Trump supporter. <laughs> I was not behind that guy. I thought he was just a big mouth. But the Lord started giving me dreams. And I have since listened to and prayed into the dreams that he's given me. And I am just trusting that the Lord is going to use Trump to do some big changes in government. Already some good things are happening. He's not even inaugurated yet. So this was in May, May 17th of 2016. I occasionally have dreams on this subject, but not very often, and this one surprised me. And in the current climate, when I look back, it's even more relevant. I was in charge of an adoption service. The first child that our adoption service received was about six or seven weeks old, and I had to find them a parent. I accepted applications, but I couldn't find anyone who could be a suitable parent. Later on in the dream, I was trying to find parents for older children. Some almost seemed to be adults. So, adoption uh, of orphans. And we know that the heart of the Lord is for us to take care of widows and orphans. That's supposed to be our Responsibility, not the government's responsibility. I don't know that this is a literal dream as much as it may be a symbolic dream. And it could involve spiritual orphans in the church and new believers who need spiritual parenting. But it could certainly also speak to literal orphans. Orphans of war, orphans of natural disasters, orphans who are refugees who need a safe home. And I have learned in the last two months through a lot of research that orphans of war, orphans and widows who live in war-torn countries and countries that are devastated by natural disaster are trafficked into sex slavery and into um, all kinds of black market situations that that are tragic. And that is something that the Lord is going to change in 2017, mark my words. If there's anything I am certain of, in 2017, it's that the Lord is going to change the situation with human trafficking. something that is very much on God's heart. And he's putting it on a lot of people, other people's hearts. I, I don't typically have dreams of, on that subject, but the Lord has been giving me more dreams lately about that sort of thing. May 29th, 2016. Someone developed an assessment tool that compiled a profile of known problems people had, and then a method was developed to treat and heal all the problems quickly and inexpensively. So what I saw in this dream was a way to quickly assess multiple problems that people had, health health problems, quickly assess them, come up with a way to quickly and inexpensively treat and heal all those problems. It's a major breakthrough in the realm of divine healing and or medicine. And uh, it's just one of the many dreams that the Lord has given me about healing. I'm just so excited about this. He is, he is giving us so many more tools to work with, uh, with respect to healing. And I, I'm excited to be a part of it. And it's something that we need to be praying into. We need to be looking for what He wants us to do next. And be open to things we haven't seen or heard before. Because... He's, he's giving us some, some new things. Not new, but things that, things that we may not have heard of before. Speaking of healing. All right, some of you know about this. My wife Denise has gluten intolerance, and she's got some other uh, allergies and sensitivities. We've been praying over her for a long time. And, you know, she's been healed of a number of different things, but she hasn't been healed of that yet. I got, I got pretty, um, not angry, I got very passionate one night. Before I was going to bed, and I asked the Lord, "Please show me what are we missing? What have I not tried? What, have, what, what am I? What are we missing? Why, why is she not healed?" You know, I just I was just so frustrated. So I asked the Lord, "Please explain why she's not healed." And this that night, I had this dream. I had a device that was able to alter genetic material. So it was able to alter the arrangement of DNA in chromosomes. And I was messing around with it. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just messing around with it. And it would alter the genetic material and, and strands of DNA. And I could flip this thing over and it would alter the DNA material. Every time I moved it, it would come up with another combination. I was just messing around with it. Well, there was a way to validate whether the combination of DNA that you came up with was was right. okay. And one of the times I was messing around with it, I came up with the right combination. I looked at this device and I was like, oh wow, look at that. That's the right combination. That's, that's perfect. And I kind of came upon it by accident. I took the device and I gave it to other people. They tried the same thing and they all came up with the right combination of DNA. So... I, I don't know exactly what this looks like yet, but for some people who are looking for healing of things like Down syndrome and these uh, autoimmune diseases and things that are really hard to heal through prayer, I believe the Lord is, wants to give us a tool to change, physically change DNA, to change chromosomes. So, something to pray into, something to look forward to. This one is a dream that I had on 8 8, 2016. So, if you're into prophetic numbers, 8 is the number of uh, New Beginnings, and this was on 8-8. Eight, eight. So, might be a New Beginning stream. There was something like an online poll that asked people about their political preferences. People like me, who expressed a preference for Trump, were given access to a kind of virtual experience unlike anything I'd ever heard of. It was like we stepped into a portal, into a virtual reality, into the future. And we saw this lavish society, almost like living in heaven on earth. And here's the thing. This preview into this dimension, this virtual reality, was given to people who expressed a preference for Trump. Now, Trump won the election. Now, I I posted this as as a blog post. And some people got irate because they, they thought that that dream meant only people who voted for Trump would experience this kind of stuff. It's not what the dream meant. What the Lord was showing us is, if we collectively as a nation, if we elect Donald Trump, he is going to bless our nation, and we're going to live in abundance and a lavish lifestyle. We're not going to be living in lack and want anymore. If you are a cynical person about politics, you're going to say, politicians are all the same. Never going to change. Nothing's going to get better. It's just going to keep on going on. Well, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case because Donald Trump is not a politician. He's a businessman. He's already shaking things up. And he's going to continue to shake things up. And I think we are going to see amazing economic growth in the next two or three years, four years. Just my personal opinion. All right. Uh, August 13th of 2016. I saw this in a dream. I saw battleships and aircraft. There's a small war that broke out in the British Isles when one family after another switched allegiance from its current nationality to another. Now, there is some serious change going on in Europe, right? So we had the Brexit vote last year where the UK decided to leave the European Union. Angela Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany, is up for re-election this year. Uh, Hollande in France has decided he's not going to run, so... France's president is going to be up for election. Italy had a referendum that went down in flames. And all of these changes are going, taking place. And most of them point to a lot of nations leaving the European Union. There is no small degree of political upheaval going on in Europe right now. I believe that God is doing a good thing in all of this. And I think we need to be praying into it for all of our friends and relatives in Europe. It's, but for us, too, it's, it's going to affect the entire global economy. The, the European economy is in a very dicey situation right now. Uh, Deutsche Bank is on the verge of collapse. Several Italian banks are on the verge of collapse. If things go in the wrong direction economically with these banks, it could be disastrous. And we need to be praying that God will provide a peaceful solution and a transition in the next year or two that will not create more destruction and more poverty and more wars. Because that could very easily happen if things go the wrong way. So, something, something to pray into. Next dream, let's see, August 22nd of this year. Uh, <laughs> another Trump dream. This was an interesting one, and it, and it surprised me. I witnessed, and then I participated in the release of massive amounts of secret information that Donald Trump had found and he was making public. It's almost like he found this huge treasure of leaked secret emails, secret information, hidden information and he was making it all public and he was giving it to anybody who wanted it. I took a lot of the information and I was disseminating that information using my cell phone and I was giving it to anybody who wanted it. I believe that one of the things Trump is going to do in the next year or two he's going to expose corruption in washington in the corporate america overseas i think he's going to hold corrupt leaders around the world accountable for their for their corruption and I, and i think that i think one of the things that god really wants to do in the next year or two is expose government corruption on a large scale and is This is something we're just going to have to deal with. Now, if you thought 2016 was a controversial year with a lot of political upheaval, I think 2017 is going to be more difficult politically because now that there's been a change of power and and Trump is taking office and he's going to appoint a new attorney general and they're probably going to get rid of a lot of people in the Department of Justice and the FBI. This change of regime here in the United States is going to bring a change of uh, prosecution and investigation. I think the investigations and the prosecution of corruption over the next few years is going to be a major issue that you are going to probably get sick of hearing about. But it's not going away. It's just getting exposed. There is a lot of it. And I think it's one of the things that God is doing through Trump is he is going to expose and deal with his corruption once and for all. Next stream. Uh, August 29th, 2016. I met a woman who developed a process that made life better by removing negativity from your life. It was like emotional healing, but it was different. She and I talked about her process, and I recommended some improvements uh, that she could make to her process. Again, uh, breakthroughs in healing. I don't know exactly what this woman's process was, but just in the dream, I knew that It made life better. Removed negativity from your life. And I gave her some suggestions on how she could improve her process. Maybe it was something that people don't use who are not Christians. I don't know. But uh, improving the quality of life, improving mental health, is is a huge issue that God is working on. He wants us to have greater freedom. And he wants us to live in peace and love toward each other. And a lot of that is going to start when we get healed of the emotional trauma and the negativity and the things that destroy our peace. So, something to pray into. September 1st, 2016. I had a series of of dreams where I saw people traveling in the Spirit, dancing in the Spirit, and generally having a great time with God in the Spirit. So, this is right after I published my book on Traveling in the Spirit Made Simple. And the Lord has given me a bunch of dreams since I published that book that show the impact that book is going to have on people. It's just cool in this dream. I just saw people just having a great time in the spiritual world, hanging out with the Lord, dancing, singing, rejoicing in the spirit, in the spiritual world uh, as they were traveling. All right, speaking of spiritual travel, I, I skipped over this one, but I'll go back. This one was actually a day earlier. This was August 30th of 2016. In this dream... It seemed as though I traveled back in time in the spirit to speak with people. I was able to get their views, their testimonies, and their experiences directly from them. I got these testimonies and experiences from their spirit, spirit-to-spirit communication. Doing the spirit spirit communication had the effect of bypassing the soul's tendencies to change things through the bias that we have. When you remember an event and you share testimony of something that happened to you, you tend to alter and change the facts and the events based on your biases and your inability to remember things correctly. If you watch a car accident, and three or four other people watch the same car accident, and then a week later, everybody who saw the car accident fills out a written report about what they saw, it's going to be four completely different reports because we don't remember and recall things all the same way. Events in our mind change over time in this dream, I was traveling the Spirit in time, back in time, to get testimonies from people, uh, their experiences and their views on things. And this is something that we can do. I've, I've done it. <laughs> if you haven't done it, you should ask the Lord how to do it. So Most of you know about my, my interactions with C.S. Lewis. I had this dream one time where C.S. Lewis appeared to me, and we spoke. We had a conversation spirit to spirit. Well... I've had more dreams about C.S. Lewis. In one of the dreams, earlier this year, I was setting up a series of interviews with him while he was alive. So in this dream, I had found a way to travel in time to the time when he was still alive, so pre-1963, because that's when he died. I was able to set up interviews where I could actually talk to C.S. Lewis while he was still alive on Earth. And then I also did some interviews with him in in eternity. It's just, you know, we have our little boxes of how God's supposed to do things. And God doesn't really need to use our boxes. So I think one of the things we're going to see in the next few years is a greater capacity and greater ability for us to travel in the Spirit and gain understanding and revelation about the kingdom that we don't have right now. Speaking of traveling in the Spirit, September 3rd, 2016, I had this dream. This dream was a big-picture view of a problem related to traveling in the Spirit, and why there is such a poor understanding of spiritual travel. People were not encouraged or allowed to talk about their experiences of spiritual travel. I saw church leaders who came to the realization that they needed to hold meetings that allowed people to talk about their experiences, so everyone could learn from them. There were forums set up outside of the church for people to discuss their experiences. So there were two different networks that were used to assure that everyone had access and that they would be able to talk about their spiritual travel experiences without fear of shame or um, being demeaned in any way. So this was a, a perspective that the Lord gave me on something he wants to set up in the community, which is forums and open discussions with leaders about traveling in the Spirit where there are some open, honest discussions about what's happening. And you're not called a heretic, and you're not called you know, a witch or all these other things just because you know you travel into the throne room and you see the Lord and things of that nature. This is something that I believe the Lord is really interested in. He wants to open up discussions about spiritual travel. He wants to have, give us these experiences. He wants us to share them so that we can learn. The reason we share our testimonies and experiences is so that we can learn. That's why I have my my discussions on Facebook about traveling in the spirit. Because every time I do, you know, a hundred people come out of the woodwork and go, "Wow! I thought it was just me. I thought it was crazy." You know, people call me a witch, and they say. I'm projecting it. And all I know is it's the Lord. And, and they come out and they start talking about and engaging other people who are having the same experiences. And then we all realize, wow, this is something a lot of us are doing. So I believe that traveling in the Spirit is kind of a big deal to the Lord. And I think we're going to see more public discussion, more discussions in churches. I got a testimony from a friend who bought my book, Traveling in the Spirit Made Simple. Read it. Gave it to their pastor. The pastor read it and then called a meeting, the church leadership, and said, this is real and we need to start teaching people about it. So that church now is setting up classes to teach people and at least ask questions uh, and and open up the discussion about traveling in the spirit. This is something that I believe is on the Lord's heart uh, for next year and the years to come. Here's an interesting dream. It was on September 6th, 2016. So it was two days before the election. Uh, in this dream, I saw a number of different scenes, uh, mostly revolving around Donald Trump. It was a long campaign season. Most people were exhausted with this campaign, this election campaign. Trump was still energized. He was energizer bunny. He was going, going, going. What he was doing was, in all these different scenes, he was talking to people. And he was helping them understand who they should vote for. It was two days before the election. Now, here's the thing. He wasn't trying to twist people's arms. He wasn't trying to tell them, you better vote for me or I'm going to beat you up. He was actually explaining to people the different politicians who are running in their state and local elections. and He was helping them explain the voting process. He was explaining the voting process, who they should, could vote for, why they may want to vote for this person or that. He was being very fatherly and he was, and he was explaining the system to people. That was in the first scene of the dream. In another scene, I was in a ghetto, and I don't know what city I was in, if it was Detroit or Milwaukee, I'm not sure. I was in a ghetto, and I was, there was, I was surrounded by probably 15 or 20 um, African Americans. And I was sitting there talking to this one guy, and he was just he was despondent and he was depressed about the, the hope that he didn't have. And in the dream, I was talking to him, and I was encouraging him, I said, dude, it's going to get better. All this stuff is going to get changed. There's going to be jobs. There's going to be, it's going to be, people are going to be blessed. It's going to be prosperous. The crime is going to go down. I'm like, dude, you're not even going to recognize this in a few years. And I was trying to encourage this guy who's very despondent. Interesting thing is, across the street from where we were sitting in this, in this vacant lot, across the street, there was this big, it looked like an old, maybe a stadium or something. It was being demolished. There's heavy equipment over there, demolishing all this stuff, making plans for something new to be built there. One of the things I love about Donald Trump's plan is, unlike politicians of the last 50 years who have promised inner city renovation, and have done nothing, and it's only gotten worse, I honestly believe Donald Trump is going to make a huge difference in the inner cities. Here's something that a lot of people don't know. During the 1990s, Jesse Jackson and Donald Trump were good buddies. Uh, it wasn't actually until Trump ran as a Republican that Jesse Jackson started talking trash about him. In 1997 and again in 1998, Jesse Jackson had Donald Trump come down to the uh, a meeting was hosted by the Rainbow Coalition, and he honored Donald Trump basically for a lifetime of serving the inner city, serving minorities providing money and providing uh, opportunities to rebuild and revitalize inner cities. Uh, That has been Trump's heart for a long time. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people think that he's a racist and that he is an evil person because he has a long history of being very interested in helping the inner cities. And I think one of the things that we're going to see in in the next few years is revitalization and rebuilding of the inner cities. And that is something you might want to pray into. Alright, so now it gets difficult. You ready? This one was September 28th of this year. It was a dream where I saw the way in which military forces in the United States were deployed. And there was a major shakeup in the way that our military was deployed. Different branches of the military were now coming together and working together as like one unit. They were being strategically positioned geographically. And there was a sense of urgency in this dream. If something was going on, and I don't know what it was, that forced this policy change, and timing was a critical issue, all of this consolidation of the troops and strategic placing geographically had a very important timing issue to it. So I don't know exactly what that looks like. And I don't even know if, it's, if it is uh, spiritual or if it's in the natural. I mean, it could not. It, maybe it refers to the church. Maybe it refers to spiritual warfare. Maybe it refers to joining church bodies into one large collective mass of spiritual warriors who go and kick butt on the kingdom of darkness. Maybe it's a spiritual dream. Maybe it's a natural dream. I don't know. Uh, There's power in unity. Uh, There's a lot of power and a lot of strength in unity. If we come together, whether it's it's in the natural with the military or whether it's spiritually as a church body, I'm sorry, but I don't think Jesus wanted us split up into 25 million tiny little fighting organizations that are beating each other up. I think he wanted us to be united, unified, working together uh, for a common goal, which is the advancement of the kingdom. So, something you might want to pray into. Alright. Whether it's spiritual or in the natural, I think we need to be praying into that. November 7th, 2016. Now, in this dream, I saw into the future, and it was after the election. So, November 7th was a day before the election. But in this dream, I saw sometime into the future and how Trump was dealing with troublesome people without infringing on their rights or freedoms and without threatening them or being a hostile, he informed them that their destructive behavior would no longer be tolerated. He was very firm, but he was very fair and very clear that people who had an agenda to cause mayhem and destruction, they were not going to be tolerated. And that's just something that I saw in the dream. I just thought it was interesting. I think that what we can expect from the Trump administration is fair but swift addressing of people who want to destroy the nation. Trump is going to make our nation great again, and in doing so, provide a pattern and a model for other nations to become great again, too. If people come up on the radar who are looking to cause trouble, I think they're going to have trouble. It's an interesting one. I saw Muslims in some type of pagan cultures. They were receiving revelation about prominent leaders, but the revelation that they received was couched in their native language. The revelation they were receiving was about political leaders in their nations and the scandals that they were involved in. So this whole deal about the revelation and the exposing of scandals, sex scandals, corruption, bribery, murder, extortion... The, the Lord is exposing this stuff. I'm telling you, it, 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 if it is not going to go away. The Lord is exposing corruption in many different cultures, in many different nations. It's all going to come out. I actually think it's going to be a key to revival. If you're praying for revival, you need to pray for the revealing and the exposure and prosecution of corruption. Because once we get rid of those people, I think they pre- present... A significant stumbling block to true spiritual revival. Related subject. In the last two months, maybe three months, the Lord has given me a lot of dreams about scandals, about child trafficking, about sexual abuse in mental hospitals and prisons, about all kinds of dark, the works of darkness that are going on that are hidden and being protected. People can't, it's hard to get anyone prosecuted. For these kinds of crimes. The judges are corrupt. When someone is found to be a pedophile, either the arresting officers or the prosecuting attorneys or the judges end up being corrupt. The evidence gets lost. Uh, They bring in witnesses who testify against them. It is incredibly hard to get these kinds of crimes prosecuted in America. Like I said, I've done a lot of research over the last few weeks and the amount of corruption in public office it is covering and hiding these crimes, is atrocious. Like I said, this is a huge thing on God's heart, is the exposure of corruption and uh, exploitation of people that he loves. I've just got a couple more dreams. This one was December eighteenth, two 2016. I saw many scenes inside the White House in this dream. The scenes portrayed the attitudes of the President, the Vice President, and the White House staff toward the CIA. Although in the past there had been varying degrees of compliance with the CIA and its agenda, I could see in the dream that people were no longer interested in complying with the CIA's agenda. They basically were telling the CIA to take a hike. Here is something interesting. Shortly after Trump won the election, he started meeting with his transition team and intelligence community. And Trump told the intelligence community, I don't want to have my daily briefings with the intelligence community. And they got all their noses bent out of shape. And they said, well, you know, if anything happens, national security is going to be your fault because you didn't take our, 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 our intelligence briefings every day like you're supposed to. And Trump said, look, I don't need to come in here every morning and hear the same crap from you guys. You're just telling me the same stuff every single day. I don't need it. I have other things to do. I got more important things to do with my time. Now, here's a couple of things. So Vice President-elect Pence is going to be taking the uh, intelligence briefings. Pence will be relaying the information to Trump. But here's the thing. All the wars in the Middle East and North Africa, in Libya, in Syria, and Afghanistan, all those operations, Going back to the Iran-Contra scandal in Nicaragua, all the way back to 1953, the CIA has been in the business of deposing leaders, doing it all undercover, and they have pretty much run the government, at least our foreign policy. And particularly in the 1990s, and all the way through the Bush administrations, and certainly through Barack Obama's administration, CIA has had its way with our government. And what Trump is telling the intelligence community, the CIA, is you are not driving the bus anymore. I think we're going to see in the next couple of years the CIA taking a back seat, the CIA probably losing a lot of staffing, the CIA losing its influence in government. And I think that's a good thing. I think the CIA has gotten way out of hand. And I think that if the people in Washington, in the White House, put the CIA on a short leash, it's probably the best thing they can do. Something to pray into. Alright, this is the last dream uh, I'm going to share with you. And this was just a couple days ago. So December 22nd, 2016. In this dream, I saw a sudden event that changed the operational strategy for militant Islamists and the forces that opposed them. A few people were killed in this event. An organization was destroyed and some alliances switched as a result of the event. Was this the the death of ISIS? I don't know. It, It could be. Trump and Putin are united on a couple of things. One thing for sure, they both want ISIS gone. So whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, uh, we have been funding and supplying weapons to ISIS and Al-Qaeda for years through the CIA. And in order for Trump to make good on his promise to eradicate ISIS, he has to stop the CIA from funding and training ISIS operatives. Trump and Putin together are going to take out ISIS. I mean, that's going to happen. And I think that when ISIS and all the, the other radical, violent Islamist regimes are, are taken down, it, it's going to create a change in the geopolitical strategies of the world, especially the Middle East. And I think it's going to be a good thing. I, I believe that that's another thing we need, we need to be praying into, that this violence will be, will be done away with, dealt with swiftly and, and gone, and we can go back to living in peace uh, without needing to worry about uh, toppling every dictator in a part of the world that we have no business being in. And it's one of the things I really like about Donald Trump. All throughout the debates with Hillary and all the other Republican candidates, he stood opposed to the policy of regime change. He's, he told them we should, not be, we should never wish we have went to Iraq, shouldn't have went into Libya, shouldn't have went into Syria. No business. Leave those nations alone. They're not our business always been his stance, and he took a lot of heat from all the other Republican candidates and the Republican Party and Hillary, but his views on keeping us out of the Middle East and North Africa is, I think, the right view to have, and I think we're going to have a much more peaceful world. I love you all. I'm going to be praying for you all. I believe that 2017 is going to be a good year. It has going to have some challenges and some speed bumps for us to negotiate. But God knows what He's doing. And He is going to do some amazing things. We have to not lose hope, not lose faith. We need to keep in prayer. We need to stand on the ground that we've already taken and advance and move the sticks forward. Keep on advancing the kingdom. Keep pushing the kingdom of darkness back. I, I think we're going to see some really awesome things in 2017. It's, it's going to be difficult. We're, you know, there, There's a war out there, and there's a lot of corruption, and there's a lot of things that need to be brought to light. Uh, we need a lot of people to get healed, and we need to do a lot of training and equipping of the saints. And that's what I'm all about. So, Love you guys. I will catch you next year.
0: Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. You can also contact me on Facebook and Twitter. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.